European Heart Journal, Case Reports 2020, podcast episode 29. I'm Katie Thomas, podcast editor. Today I'll be talking about a case report by Karthik Makala, Rajendra Mehta, Mohamed Juma, and Hiroshi Yamasaki from Longview, Texas, USA, titled Treatment of Heavily Calcified Coronary Artery Stenosis Using 3.5mm Peripheral Intravascular Lithotripsy Balloon, Case Series. Intravascular lithotripsy is a new treatment for calcified coronary artery stenoses, which can often be very difficult to treat. The authors present details of two cases. The first case is of an 81-year-old man with a past medical history of hypertension, hyperlipidemia, and was an ex-smoker. Coronary catheterization was performed due to atypical chest pain and syncope suspicious for ventricular tachycardia. Coronary angiography revealed heavily calcified proximal to mid-left anterior descending, LAD, coronary artery, 90% stenosis, as well as a 90% stenosis in the first diagonal branch. He also had 50-60% stenosis in the mid and distal right coronary artery. Orbital atherectomy was performed initially in the proximal and mid LAD. However, there was still a significant residual stenosis after three attempts, to the extent that not even an intravascular ultrasound probe could cross. A shockwave lithotripsy balloon, 3.5 by 40 millimetres, was inflated to four atmospheres with 20 pulses given. This was then increased to six atmospheres with 40 pulses given. Following this, the IVUS catheter could be passed, which revealed 270 degrees of calcification with successful full thickness fractures. Following this, two Everolimus 2.75 millimetre and 3 millimetre drug eluting stents were deployed to the mid and proximal LAD respectively with an excellent angiographic result. The second case is of a 79-year-old female. Coronary catheterization was performed due to an acute coronary syndrome. Initial angiography revealed an occluded mid-left circumflex and severe calcified residual stenosis in the LAD. At that time, she had intervention to the left circumflex and returned later for a staged PCI to the LAD. Angiography revealed proximal to mid 95% severely calcified stenosis in the LAD. Orbital atherectomy was unsuccessful. Intravascular lithotripsy was performed with a 3.5 by 40 millimetre balloon with 40 pulses given. Intravascular ultrasound showed an 87% proximal stenosis remaining, but with full thickness fractures in the calcium. Balloon angioplasty was performed with a non-compliant balloon 3 by 20 millimetres prior to stenting with an overolimus 3 by 38 millimetre drug eluting stent. Following further ballooning with a non-compliant balloon, the luminal area had increased to 5.2 mm squared from 1.9 mm squared post-shockwave. Heavily calcified coronary lesions can be very difficult to treat during percutaneous coronary intervention, or PCI. Prior to stent implantation, coronary lesions usually require preparation through the use of balloon dilatation. However, calcified lesions can be very resistant to balloon dilatation, leading to either stent under-expansion or failure of stent delivery, as well as difficulty crossing the lesion with the device. What's more, these patients often have higher periprocedural complications and worse outcomes. Severe coronary artery calcification is estimated to affect between 6-20% of patients treated with PCI and is more likely in patients with advanced age, renal disease and or diabetes. The amount of calcification is often underestimated when using coronary angiography alone, with intravascular imaging giving a much more complete picture as to the extent of the calcification. There exist several different methods to treat calcified coronary lesions using either non-compliant balloons, scoring or cutting balloons, and rotational or orbital atherectomy. 
Intravascular lithotripsy using the shockwave device is a new way to treat calcified coronary lesions. We'll have a quick look at the different methods now. Coronary lesions are usually prepared prior to deployment of stents with compliant balloons. Non-compliant balloons, which have little change in volume even at high pressures, are usually used to post-dilate stents to ensure appropriate stent deployment. However, they can also be used to pre-dilate calcified coronary artery lesions, as the non-compliant balloons can exert more force against a lesion than its equivalent compliant balloon. In addition to standard non-compliant balloons, high-pressure balloons have been developed which can deliver very high pressures of 35 or more atmospheres. These can be used when standard non-compliant balloons fail. There are other specialised balloons that can be used to prepare calcified lesions. These are cutting balloons and scoring balloons. Cutting balloons are non-compliant balloons which have either three or four microblades mounted longitudinally along the surface. The number of blades depends on the size of the balloon. These microblades are 0.25 millimetres in height. During dilatation, the device creates longitudinal incisions within the fibrocalcific tissue, allowing further expansion with conventional balloons. Scoring balloons are compliant balloons with three external nitinol spiral scoring wires surrounding the balloon. These balloons are more flexible than cutting balloons. Cutting balloons and scoring balloons have yet to be compared directly in randomised controlled trials. Moving away from balloons as a method for preparing calcified lesions, atherectomy can be used to debulk calcified lesions that are resistant to dilatation. Two main methods exist, rotational atherectomy and orbital atherectomy. Atherectomy is useful for debulking of superficial calcium within the lesion. Percutaneous transluminal rotational atherectomy mechanically debulks calcific plaque using an ablating burr. The single burr achieves rotational speeds of more than 150,000 RPM. Ablation runs are usually short, at about 15 to 20 seconds long. The standard system in rotational atherectomy is the rotablator system by Boston Scientific. Orbital atherectomy is similar to rotational atherectomy, but has an additional orbital motion. Rotational atherectomy requires repeated passes of the burr with slight rotations of the device, whereas orbital atherectomy can potentially be performed in fewer passes due to the additional circumferential movement. Rotational atherectomy is in use all over the world, whereas orbital atherectomy is mostly used in the USA and Japan and is not in use in Europe. Despite these various methods to address calcified lesions, each has its disadvantages. High-pressure balloons can often lack sufficient force to modify calcific lesions. Cutting balloons and scoring balloons, despite their attractive theoretical value, have limited evidence for use. They are also quite bulky and can be difficult to cross the lesion with these balloons. Rotational and orbital atherectomy target superficial calcium, while still leaving deep calcium unaffected. There is also the possibility of selectively ablating parts of the lesion, leaving other parts untouched. Intravascular lithotripsy is a new technology using pulsatile mechanical energy or sonic waves to disrupt calcified lesions in a similar mechanism to lithotripsy for kidney stones. Intravascular lithotripsy is used via a single-use balloon that contains emitters which convert electrical energy into transient acoustic circumferential pressure pulses. This disrupts both superficial and deep calcium within the plaque. The balloon is connected to a generator, which is pre-programmed to deliver the specified dosage of pulses. Each balloon emits a maximum of 80 pulses at one pulse per second, though usually this is delivered as 10 pulses at a time. Intravascular lithotripsy is delivered via the Shockwave system by Shockwave Medical Inc.
The CE mark was granted for Shockwave in May 2017 following the results of Disrupt CAD 1, which confirmed feasibility, but was a relatively small study with only 60 patients. Safety and efficacy was confirmed with Disrupt CAD 2, which reported in late 2019 and had 120 patients. This study also showed substantial calcific plaque fracture in the majority of lesions with post-intervention intravascular imaging. Enrolment has now been completed in Disrupt CAD 3, which took place in both Europe and the United States, with results being released as early as later this year. Its primary safety endpoint is freedom from major adverse cardiac events, or MACE, at 30 days, with a primary efficacy endpoint of procedural success, defined as stent delivery with a residual stenosis of less than 50% and without in-hospital MACE. Intravascular lithotripsy is attracting interest as a new treatment for calcific lesions, it appears to be effective at targeting both superficial and deep calcium, in addition to circumferential plaque modification. Due to its mechanism, it does not rely on mechanical tissue injury, with a much lower risk of perforation. This new method for treating calcific lesions will certainly be watched with interest by the intervention community. The authors suggest the following learning points. Treating severely calcified coronary artery stenosis is challenging. Lesion preparation is the key to a successful percutaneous coronary intervention. Numerous modalities of treating these heavily calcified vessels are available, albeit they have certain limitations. Intravascular lithotripsy is a newer tool which is more feasible and a safer way of treating these complex lesions. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this interesting case for us. And thank you for listening to European Heart Journal Case Reports podcasts. References and the original case report are available online. Visit academic.oup.com forward slash EHJCR for other interesting case reports. Music is Computer by State Shirt.